Hi, this is Varun Haran. I'm senior editor with Information Security Media Group. I have the pleasure today of speaking with a true thought leader, Ashish Thapar, who's managing principal investigative response at Verizon Enterprise Services. Ashish today is going to be talking about threat intelligence. He's going to be talking a bit about emerging technology and some recommendations for practitioners to take home. Hi, Ashish. Thank you Hi. for joining us. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. So Ashish, threat intelligence has been in the market for quite a few years now, and there are so many components of it today. And the primary challenge is obviously making it all actionable, right? But before we talk about that, what are the various sources of threat intelligence available to organizations today? Yeah, I think it's important for organizations to understand that while threat intelligence cannot be a silver bullet to solving the security problem, but I think it's a very important tool that can be leveraged to to raise the bar as far as uh, fighting cybercrime is concerned, right? There are three main main types of threat intelligence first organizations should understand right one is about strategic threat intelligence which basically is non technical which is basically about some of the business risks that align with cyber risk or vice versa which also may include some of the financial risks on operational risk environment right that's the strategic threat intelligence that organizations can leverage the second part i would say is about tactical threat intelligence which essentially is day to day intelligence you know about the ttps the iocs that the soc teams the incident risk responders the security team can really consume to fight the day to day threats right that obviously is quite detailed and something that often is used in organizations even today right and the operational threat intelligence that's the third part is essentially consumed by the senior security staff members that could be something which is at a higher level talking about the latest threats technology vulnerabilities and platforms some of the warnings some of the inputs that may be received from information sharing analysis centers isacs and industry communities and so on and so forth right so across the strategic tactical and operational threat intelligence is where you basically have your play to really derive the best value out of this particular area now you talked about the the sources in terms of the sources i would say there are several sources right and fortunately or unfortunately a lot of organizations really concentrate on uh, commercial feeds or open source feeds these feeds are obviously easily consumable because they are automated they are in a certain fashion you know you basically have a particular format that you can really consume and incorporate in your technology systems but then this is not the each and everything that you would want to actually have in threat intelligence right i think there are a lot of other sources that organizations must consider which also start from their home right something that starts from their internal infrastructure with respect to for example things like threat hunting right for example things like alerts from their siem engine alerts from their ids ips endpoint detection and response that's the inside story so one is about really gathering what is happening in your infrastructure and pruning and parsing intelligence out of that the other is about a lot of intelligence that you can gather externally so that comes from the commercial feeds the open source intelligence the information sharing analysis centers some of the cert advisories that you may get then obviously i would say the third dimension from the sources perspective would be for covert intelligence that you can really gather from sources like dark web we basically have organizations who are looking for not only threat intelligence from network telemetry data they are looking for threat intelligence from dark web more importantly of late i have seen organizations also joining the bandwagon on the threat hunting side of things where they want to really understand what really they can derive out of those millions of logs or packets that they have to understand the anomalies the aberrations as far as the traffic is concerned to hunt for threats that could be unknown unknowns that may also raise the curtains against threats related to zero day threats right right so there's a wide gamut of it but say that organizations have 
have all of this figured out to a reasonable extent and they have this piece in place and now the threat intel is coming in. What are the challenges in making all of this actionable without burdening your SOC analyst? Now, what are some tips you can share on how to structure the whole thing? Yeah, I think that's the very important question that every organization is asking that how can I really make them actionable? How can I consume them, use them? I think that's where you come back to a threat intelligence life cycle, right? So you can't start threat intelligence from the get-go, right? You really have to first do a requirement and planning, be at that stage to first understand what are you really looking for? Are you ready to actually go to the threat intelligence level? Are you really ready to receive such inputs and incorporate those in your information security strategy coming down from the strategy to the tactical perspective where you can really make it actionable to your point. So first is about requirement and planning. Uh, Second is about collection and processing in terms of what are the inputs like we talked about the sources right and then obviously once you collect them how do you process them so that it becomes in a format for example you know we have some of the feeds in sticks and taxi format right which are basically ingestible in a lot of technology platforms but uh, when you have other than feeds non-feed related set intelligence which could be abstract, which could be in a non-structured format. And how do you really incorporate that back to your processing engine so that it can really add value? So that's the second step. The third step is about analyzing it and assimilating it in your production environment, your decision support systems, right? You know, there is a lot of talk about artificial intelligence and machine learning. Obviously, AI is a concept that has been there for a long, long time in terms of a scientific concept. Uh, But machine learning is more of a use case, which is actually practically possible in cybersecurity and a lot of companies are actually building their products on that. There is a lot of use case that we see organizations are actually using machine learning in the current scenario of shortage of cybersecurity staff to basically make their staff more productive to really handle things that that really need those decisions, right? Where you are at a pivot point where you need to say a yes or no, that's where you know, you're know you using humans. But for a lot of basic analysis where you can create use cases, rule sets, that's where machine learning is really helping that can really consume data and learn from the data and then take some basic decisions and then those basic decisions can come up to a level where they can present to you in a binary format do you want to do this or that so that a human can then apply the actual contextual intelligence or situational awareness to really take maximum benefit of machine learning output and then obviously once you've done the production implementation and assimilation of threat intelligence you basically then do the evaluation based on certain aspects whether they are machine learning based or they are purely human analysis based and then obviously you consume that to take decisions end of the day threat intelligence should power your security decision making. Threat intelligence should really help you take actions or steps in a pragmatic manner and more importantly I would say threat intelligence uh, if not today but in future I'm sure must really get you to a stage where you can take decisions in advance of a threat really attacking make you. Make it predictive. Yes. Make it more proactive. Make it predictable. Um, it's 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 nice to mention it. It could be very difficult to do it uh, but it's, it's far more important to really put in your countermeasures. Make your cyber defense for something that can hit you tomorrow rather than something that has already hit you yesterday. You spoke about all these new technologies that are in the market now. You've spoken about threat hunting, you've spoken about AI and ML. All these are not very well understood. Let's speak a little bit more about these market buzzwords. What value do you see these technologies as representing to the ecosystem, to the organizations? And which of these technologies excite you the most? 
I think uh, I I really uh, I really uh, I'm quite amazed at uh, how um, there is a lot of buzz in the market um, on AI and ML. Uh, AI, to be honest, has been there in the in the making and has been there in the world for quite many 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 years. You know, it, it's a scientific concept. But I think the main pragmatic use case of AI is machine learning, right? That's where I think a uh, lot of companies are really trying to um, you know the big data problem, right? That's where they are trying to solve the big data problem and really make uh, make could from the humongous amount of data elements and inputs uh, telemetry data and uh, you know logs events packets um, you know uh, raw packets uh, on the network side of things endpoint indicators uh, events like I mentioned to make sense of that data and and take some basic decisions based on rules um, uh, you know that that you can really uh, you know kind of take value from but machine learning is really helping in terms of finding anomalies because that's where it can learn the the normal behavior and then it can really call out the not so normal behavior really in red flags right that's how machine learning is really helping organizations raise the bar um, to understand imagine right let me give you an example when you look at a, a, a situation of a very highly sensitive network you know that the the server or the infrastructure is not going to change much this is a production environment you don't expect too many changes don't you right you don't expect too many changes on the network behavior of that server of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, the situational awareness to change the context to change much but when you have such kind of um, you know binoculars really put into the infrastructure whether you have the seam engine capturing the the pack the events whether you have a full packet capture technology to capture the raw packets and you have uh, some of the endpoint detection response tools to really help see what's going on the, at the endpoints with the combination of these three technologies you have a humongous amount of data to analyze machine learning in my view is is hugely helpful to really uh, you know uh, cut the noise right and basically really look at what is valuable for organizations to take their decisions on and then more importantly find out the the anomalous things from the normal uh, behavior that you would expect to see in a stable production environment so it's it's really helpful short answer to your question is i would say machine learning is absolutely helpful threat hunting on the other hand is more um, based on top of you know these automation technologies threat hunting is more analyst driven in my view uh, i think there are a lot of solutions that claim that they can do threat hunting for you um, you you will have you will actually be surprised to see that you know technology can only take you so far right. beyond that you will start having false positives beyond that it, it all depends on how much automation you can do from a contextual uh, situation from the situational awareness from the context of a business right even in banks even if you talk about banks one bank can differ from another bank completely in the way they use their technology in the way they have their business processes in the way they have their security teams and the in the responsibility split that happens in organizations so it's not while there are tools that claim on that side i would say you have to take it with a grain of salt you can use the tools up to an extent you really need to have the smart uh, team members smart analysts to really make sense of that data uh, to really make sense of that automation and that's where my point of threat hunting comes into play where i say that you really need to have smart analysts to analyze understand the data being thrown out of these systems uh, you know machine learning also spews out a lot of information obviously kind of restricts or uh, you know kind of uh, shortens um, uh, the amount of information you have to look at based on the learning that it does the analysis that it can do on its own learning on its own and and basically analyzing anomalous uh, versus normal behavior uh, that can really help you threat hunting do a threat hunting part on the on a more productive level so i would say in the in the current scenario of shortage of cybersecurity staff i think threat hunting and machine learning is a boon for organizations to really uh, make best use of their security workforce
reports for what they should be doing rather than really getting lost in those millions of logs and trillions of events right basically what you're saying is ai and ml have enabled a lot of these activities like threat hunting in a way that was not possible before so ml is where your money is so you know before we move on from this emerging tech piece any other technologies in the market as you go into 2018 that stand out to you as you know having a lot of potential for security i think the technologies are something that really started for last few years are here to stay i'm i'm seeing organizations rather than seeing new technologies i think organizations including the product organizations are basically making sure whatever technologies they brought to market they are basically making sure that they are becoming more relevant they are uh, sharpening their pencils right they are making sure that companies are deriving more value while the automation and the related things on machine learning these are very very helpful there are a lot of false positives that happen so i think the continuous improvisation cycle is happening you know the deming cycle the plan to check act a typical thing is going on even in the product companies that they are also improvising the value that these tools really add to organizations that are using them whether it is about uh, decreasing the false positives you know also making sure that the decisions that are empowered based on these technologies are something more relevant to a particular organization in the context of the infrastructure and business processes that they have in their environment sure there's a huge spectrum of maturity in the security space right now so for all the organizations who are trying to come up the curve because there is really no choice you can't say security is not my game and i'm not going to get involved you have to come up to you know the baseline or you know have a basic sense of what you need to do what is one recommendation that you can give to leaders or practitioners in those organizations how can they come up to speed quickly i think if you ask me honestly if a ceo has to really make sure the organization moves positively towards fighting the cyber crime i think the one thing that they should really do is to make sure that their own involvement in cyber security decisions is increased i think it needs to follow from top to bottom and that's how these things are done fortunately or unfortunately so one is senior management involvement is a must that's how it should start putting the governance framework in place and then i think the the most important thing is that don't really get bogged down with the technology uh, solutions uh, that you have to really put in place i think there is a far more importance that you need to put on the right skill of people that you have to fight the battle and i think the processes that you really need to put in place to really make it all work to fight uh, the cyber security scenario or cyber risk scenario that organizations face today great prashish as always a pleasure to speak with you thank you so much pleasure thank you very much varun uh, nice to be here thanks that was ashish thapar who is managing principal at verizon enterprise services for ismg this is varun haran thanks for listening